if you are interested, if you've ever been interested, how to connect with your angels, what that means, what your spirit team is, what that even means, then make sure you listen to this episode. We talk about how to connect, how to know if you're receiving messages different ways to connect, how to use them in your business. We talk about how to cleanse. We talk about so many fun things. Like, oh my God, I don't want to give it away. I walked away like mine alone. I kind of tapped into my angels for help and advice. And that set me on a course of, you know, kind of moving out of my comfort zone from a pretty early age and finding my unique life purpose. What's up, babe? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, so excited to be here. Today I have a very special guest and um, something's really sitting with my heart today for today's episode. So like I'm going to try not to give you like too much before you move into an amazing, amazing interview. But um, if you're one of my favorite humans in the world and you listen to the podcast regularly, you know that last week I dropped my episode late. And look, there's a thousand reasons why it didn't happen. And I can tell you logistically all the reasons why it didn't happen around birthdays and sickness. Literally everyone in my house has been sick for weeks. Um, But the thing that stuck out to me the most was like, I let that slip. And I do, look, shit happens, life happens, and we all deserve breaks, blah, blah, blah. I get all that. But I do pride myself on my consistency especially because my broad my broadcast my podcast brings me so much joy but the thing that really caught me off guard and like my lesson learn my learning from this whole experience of like dropping it late was this story in my head all day long around no one gives a fuck like no one's waiting for your podcast no one listens to your podcast blah 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 all the shit i just kept saying to myself um and then i got couple of notes from some very important people to me and they're like Katie I always listen to your podcast when I drive to work or Katie I'm driving home where's your podcast and I was like oh my god and it really meant a ton for me like I'm all about building (laughs) my ability to self-validate but every now and then a girl needs some external validation um especially after the month of January I'm pasty I'm scaly I'm tired of being in the house and motherfucker, I can walk my ass off every day and get some vitamin D, but it is not the goddamn same in 30 degrees. So thank you so much for the love and helping me snap it on my shit. Because I literally feel like I've been in my shit since Christmas break. And I have just not wanted to come out and been super shiny. And I want to be shiny because I deserve to be shiny. And I want to show other people that they can be shiny too. And I could be shiny and messy. And that's a whole nother conversation. So I really feel called to have this conversation about and feeling both feelings at the same time. I've seen this new thing. I've heard about this new thing from influencers that uh, from the outside, we're all like, oh my God, your life's perfect. But then if they have a feeling that's not gratitude, they're getting bashed on social media. And if I haven't learned anything in the last back half of last year, it was that you can have both feelings. I swear to God, sorry, my Google is just going to pop up every single time I record. You can have both feelings at the same fucking time. You can be extremely grateful for your life and 
just be frustrated with your life. Like, and I just think we need to normalize that. So anyways, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about fucking angels and how to communicate with your angels. And it's going to be magical. And my friend Melissa uh, Kitto is coming on and you're going to love her. And it's such a good conversation. But before I give you all of Melissa and all of her good juice, I got to give you a little bit of my juice because it is my turn to be shiny. It's your turn to be shiny. It's everybody's turn to be shiny. So I just wanted to let you guys know what I have going on. If you wanted to uh, work with me and speaking of shiny, get styled. So I just opened up my books for March. Um, It's crazy to me that like fucking February is already booked out. I'm recording this February 1 Lunar New Year. Very excited. I definitely feel a shift in energy for myself. So I'm very um, grateful for that. It's probably not because of Lunar New Year. It's probably because I've had a freak out meltdown moment earlier and I feel better. (laughs) But we're going to go with the fact that it's officially February. It's officially my birthday. And I was just reading about all the different energies that happened between February 1st and February 2nd. Again, separate um, podcast. I'm on a tangent per usual. But anyways, I just opened up books for March. Um, February is already closed up and booked. And I just opened up books for spring closet edits. So what I was really leaning into, and I think I was trying to articulate this on my last podcast, but did not come out, is that February is the beginning of spring, meaning we're just starting to feel the heartbeat of spring, right? Things are starting to stir a little bit. We've been in winter for a while, and now we're ready to shift and start preparing for spring as we move into that. Hopefully, cross your fucking fingers. Um, Hopefully, the weather shifts. Um, I realize the equinox is not till the end of March, but please, God, let the weather shift. So, it's really funny to me because I was just like getting those spring vibes already starting to come. And then I opened up my books for March and I was like, oh my God, it's time for spring closet edits. So perfect time for spring cleaning. Let's get in. Let's clean out your closet. Um, I'm going to probably send out some more information about what closet edits are actually and what they entail. But closet edits are me and you on Zoom, or unless you live locally, two hours, and we're going to get in and we're going to create fucking motherfucking magic with your clothes that you already own. So we will hold space for for releasing things that just absolutely don't make you feel good after you let me see it, of course. And then we, because actually some of those things you might have new energy for, and then we will create eight to 12 new outfits, right? We will get in there and we will create magic happen you will be surprised at what we can do, how amazing you'll feel. And like the timing and alignment is perfect. So spring is coming, closet edit sessions. They start at 2.50 just for closet edit time and some style body guides, silhouette body guides, I mean. And then if you want additional shopping or support, we can talk about that later. But if you have a birthday coming up and you don't know what to get, if you're just feeling antsy because it's spring and you want to treat yourself, it's the best treat. So prioritize your styling now for March Closet Edits. You can book in a call on my 
um, website, katiejustdial.com. Shoot me a DM on Insta and we can just talk, figure it out. And if you want more information on just how to get it done, but I promise you, it's literally the most favorite thing I do in my business, our closet edits, because it's where all the juice and all the magic really, really happens. I mean, can you imagine hopping on the phone, let's talk and walking away with eight to 12 new outfits? Oh, it's my fucking favorite. Um, so hit me up on Insta, Katie Allen Stylist, if you're interested. Shoot me an email, um, katie at katiejuststyle.com. Whatever feels good. If you want to book in, I'm starting for March. Spring cleaning, spring closet edits. Let's do this. It's time to be shiny and not dimmer light to fit in. And it's just gonna be amazing. So... Let me know how that feels. And then now that we've talked about styling and spring closet edits and feeling both emotions, let's move on to one of my other favorite topics, angels. Oh my God, you are going to love this episode. So I talk about how I met Melissa in the episode, so I won't repeat myself, even though I really, really want to, but it's so amazing. And the first time I saw her, I just had chills all over my body and the conversation's so, so fun. So if you are interested, if you've ever been interested, how to connect with your angels, what that means, what your spirit team is, what that even means then make sure you listen to this episode. We talk about how to connect, how to know if you're receiving messages, different ways to connect, how to use them in your business. We talk about how to cleanse. We talk about so many fun things. Like, oh my God, I don't want to give it away. I walked away like mine alone. Um, You're going to love it. And if you listen to this episode and you're super like, yes, I love Melissa, Katie, how do I I get in touch with her? All of her contact info, of course, will be in the show notes. So that will be there. But she is offering a free masterclass on February 23rd. So check that out. Go follow her. I will have everything in there. But how to connect with your angels and spirit spirit guides. She is doing a free masterclass. Um, so check it out because you're going to want to. And then see if your angels want you to do some styling with me. And then hit me up in DM or email or website, katiejuststyled.com, Katie Allen Stylist, or uh, email is katie at katiejuststyled.com. How many times did I just say Katie? Anyways, I will talk to you soon, love. Mwah. All right. So, so, so pumped for today's episode. You guys know I love all things spirituality. And I'm so excited to have Melissa Kitto with us today. She's a spiritual consultant and angel communicator and local. Like, I don't get to interview that many people that actually live by me. I've actually met Melissa in real life in 2021, (laughs) not even pre-2020. So I'm super excited for this conversation today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am so pumped to get into this conversation. I remember when I met you at the um, conference that we were at in uh, November, and you were like, I communicate with your angels. And I was like, what? Whip my head around. I was like, who is that? I need to get to know her. <laughs> when we were in the room um, singing or what were we? Yeah, we were singing songs. Yes, that was so fun. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Melissa, and like how you got here, your story, your journey. I know that's a very open-ended like question, but just go. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'll try to keep it brief, but I am from New Zealand originally. And when I was about 12 years old, my mother was really searching spiritually. She was going through a big transition in her life. And of course, this was pre-internet days. So I remember that she had this entire bookshelf in our living room packed with every like new age spiritual book she could get her hands on. And she had become involved with a group where you could develop your intuition and your spiritual connection. And so after about a year of that, she was... I'm the oldest of her three daughters and she was sharing little things with me here and there. At first it sounded rather odd, but I was curious. And so one day she says, Hey, Melissa, do you want to have this session where you'll learn about your intuition and your angels? And I said, okay, like I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, but I went along with it. And at the time I didn't even know if I believed angels were real, right? It was just sort of this very new idea that all of a sudden was being presented to me by my mom. And I remember I was shown in that session a technique on how to ask my angels a question and get an answer, you know, and I'm going, okay, is this really even real? And I had an experience in that moment where now looking back on it now, I kind of describe it as a spiritual awakening. I certainly wouldn't have said that when I was 12, but I had this moment where I could see that we live in two worlds at once. We live in the physical material world you know, I could still see the table and chairs in front of me, but I could also tap into the spiritual world that was just as real, that my angels were communicating with me. And um, over time, I started to realize that really the spiritual world is actually our true home. And we're just visiting here in the material world. So as a teenager, my early 20s, I really delved into this and I went to groups in my city and, and a lot of workshops and things. So by the time I got to my mid-20s, I had a lot of experience of, you know, connecting with my spiritual side. And anytime I needed to make a, a decision or I came to a turning point in my life, I kind of tapped into my angels for help and advice. And that set me on a course of you know, kind of moving out of my comfort zone from a pretty early age and finding my unique life purpose. So I remember a big turning point at, at one time was I left New Zealand and I moved to the UK for a couple of years and I didn't know anybody and I didn't know how I was going to get a job, but I just trusted that this was, you know, the right step at the right time for me because I felt so much backing from my angels, even though I still experienced indecision about it, you know, I'm not perfect or anything. But I've been able to kind of have that be the, uh, the foundation of my life. So, you know, I got to this point in my mid-20s where I said, wow, this has helped me so much. And yet I could see that other people had no idea how to do it. And I knew that it was very simple when you had the right tools. So I realized that this is really my, my mission and my passion in life is to share with people, you know, how to connect you with your own team of spirit guides and, and a lot of other things besides because we all have it and yet society and upbringing kind of talk us out of it and tell you not to trust it. So it's like reawakening what you already have inside. Mm. And it's not just for the fun of it. It's like for that practical help in all areas of your life. Mm. I have so many questions. <laughs> That's amazing. I love when you said pre-internet because I say yeah. that all the time. <laughs> We're old I'm enough like, for pre-internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say that all the time. I'm like, no, like when I used to go get an encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't even know what that is. 
<laughs> um, this is amazing. And I love how you said just like doing it within yourself and like for yourself. I think that's so powerful. And that feels so something that is resonating with me. I feel really called to. I feel like I've given my power away a lot over the last couple of, probably my whole life, but um, over the last couple of years for sure with so many changes. So I have a just so many questions that came up when you were talking. So can we go to the basics of like, when you say angels, is that the same as your spirit guides or are they different? Are there multiple ones? Like I remember doing a meditation where like, if I was quiet and still enough, the name of my guardian angel would come to me. I don't know if it did or not. And that's like five questions in one. And then also, is that different from your intuition? (laughs) Yeah. So I think that a lot of this comes down to semantics and people use words in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I tend to say angels a lot because it's like when you use that word, people immediately know, oh, you're talking about, you know, that higher source of wisdom kind of a thing. Um, But so in my experience, we have a personal team of souls. They've kind of graduated from planet Earth. They've mastered the lessons here. And they're still here to help you. So before you're born, you attract this team um, of souls. You could call them master souls or spirit guides or angels. It's kind of like, for me, all those terms are kind of interchangeable. But the difference is really that each person has a personal team of guides or angels with them throughout their life. And then there may be other souls, whether you call them angels or guides, again, that work with a bigger picture. Like some people call them archangels, that kind of stuff. But in my work, I really just help people connect with your personal team that are here for you, Um, you know, and they have a bigger picture than we do. So because they're not part of planet Earth energy, they can see things that we can't see. So they can help us to be in the right place at the right time and to do the things that we're here to do. I don't remember what your next question was. Sorry, because oh, that's my fault. <laughs> I asked you. I'm not using my best Oprah skills right now. I asked you like five <laughs> questions at once because I was so excited. Yeah. Um, is your spiritual? So, is your team is separate than your intuition? Yes. So we are spiritual beings too, right? We're all angels in training. We're all developing sensitivity um, to to the point where you could kind of graduate from planet Earth too. Um, But yes, we have our own intuition. And to me, at the end of the day, it's more important to trust yourself than anything outside of you, right? Including your guides and angels. They're there to support you and back you, but not to do it for you. But they'll give you kind of insights that are outside of your current understanding, right? New ideas, new possibilities, um, ways to heal and grow, Mm. I love that. And before I ask you how you connect with them or and to get into all that good juice, is your spiritual team someone, um, is it like people that you already know? Is it people that may have been in your life or that you've had past lives with? Like, what's your take on that? Just curious. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think, you know, they're not loved ones that we have um, known in this lifetime. Because mm-hmm. this is a team of souls who've been with you even before you're born. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a different kind of a connection. Right. I have my uh, father passed away in 2006 and I can feel him come around sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it's not the same kind of relationship as I would have with my guys that are here to help me. Right. Um, 
I'm sorry. I forgot your question again. <laughs> no, that was it? it. That was the question. Okay. Is, are the people, yeah. you know, cause I always go back and forth on that one. Um, and we were joking about psychic readings before I hit record. And I've done quite a few over the last, not quite a few, I've done three over the last like 18 months or so. And um, so when I listened to your episode or your YouTube video about when to use psychic readings and how to, you know, tap back into your own energy and stuff like that, I was, that came up for me because I was like, my grandmother always comes up. Um, and psychic readings. And that's someone that I didn't have a lot of closure, like literally one of my favorite people in the world. And she passed in 2020. So I didn't have the closure that I wanted out of that because it was in early parts of the pandemic. So there was no funeral, which I fully know is for the living now after going through that and figuring out my own way to honor her and connect with her. So that's always like my big like go-to when I started thinking about this. And I'm like, huh, like, because we had such an earthly human connection in this planet, like, does that extend or like, what does that look like? And then is that separate from like your team of spirit guides? So it's always just been, that was just one of the things I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what Melissa says about that. <laughs> yeah. That I was curious about. So we will have souls that we have affinities with, right? My father was somebody that I had a very close affinity with. I just looked at his picture over there, actually. So I can definitely feel his presence. There's a certain feeling or vibration to him, I'm sure. And I mean, when you started talking about your grandmother, I could feel her energy for sure. And, but it's just not the same kind of relationship that you have with your guide. And yes. it's also important to know that our loved ones who've passed on, they need to move on home because yeah. they're not home here on planet Earth. So they need to go home to the universe to regroup with their guides and perhaps prepare for their next lifetime. So by wanting them to stay close by, sometimes we're actually holding that soul back from their evolution. So when they are regrouped and, you know, where they need to be spiritually, they will come and connect and visit from time to time. But it is not the same as your spirit guide who are here to kind of help you grow. You know what I mean? I love that so much. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into now. I feel like that was all like my super foundational questions. <laughs> Things I have to know. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the real juice. So how do we connect with them? How do we start that process? Yeah. So there's a few things. Um, the first is to kind of know that they're already with us and you've really been connecting and talking to them all your life. A lot of times when we're maybe thinking things through or talking out loud to myself, right? Mm -hmm. It's actually talking through with my guides. One way to become more aware and pay more attention is to notice when you have a feeling of like chills or goosebumps that shivers going down your spine. So that's when your guides are sending you that high vibration of energy and communicating something to you. So it's often um, a confirmation that you're on the right track, reassurance. I'll find that it's when I'm say, hearing somebody say something meaningful or I'm doing that myself and it's just like, yes, this is, you're in the right place. Um, and they're communicating with us through our four intuitive gifts, which mm. in a nutshell are the inner voice, inner knowing, uh, inner pictures or vision and inner feelings. So when you get a hunch or an idea pop in your mind or, you know, a thought comes to you, it's got the experience of it seems to just pop in out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. 
or you might say, wow, I never would have thought of that. And I find myself saying that sometimes like, oh, wow, that's very profound. Thank you. Um, you can start to make the distinction of when it's just your own mind going and then when it's actually coming from your angels, it'll have a different feeling to it. It feels like that aha moment kind of experience. Yeah, I feel like when I hear you talk, it's funny because you talk about the chills when we, when you just said that you felt her energy right before I stopped talking. I felt like I felt it. And you said that and I just had like full body chills. Mm. I get that a ton um, when I podcast. Um, but when you talk about like those aha moments, I feel like I just had one this past weekend where it, to me, I describe it as like, it feels easy because yeah. I feel like I'm always plowing through something or I'm always like busy, busy, busy. And I'm trying to break that habit. But um, when something just is easy or just comes to me so easy, I'm like, oh, I feel like that was kind of like one of those where I couldn't have answered you five minutes ago, but now I'm like super clear on what that thing is. Yes. And the thing is we have to be relaxed in order to receive that. So I can definitely get tense about things. I can start worrying about things and I realize, okay, I just got to let it go for now. Or sometimes I find that I wake up and first thing in the morning with the answer, mm -hmm. or sometimes in the middle of the night, which is a bit <laughs> of a pain sometimes, but, um, but those are the moments where it's like your guides know that you're more relaxed, right? You're not in the middle of your busy day with the kids and the job and the whatever. You're just in that more relaxed, receptive state or in the shower or driving, right? Oh my so, God. The shower is like my <laughs> favorite place. I can literally draw business plans in the shower. Totally. <laughs> yes. Like I have the best ideas in the shower. This one was Sunday, this past Sunday afternoon, I was in the bathtub and there's a client that I'm working with that feels like a next step for me. So like kind of intimidating, like, and I'm like, oh my God, I just hope that, you know, I can, and I just, I'm constantly reminding myself like, yes, you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing kind of thing. And we were working on part of her project and I was like, just let it come to you is what I was telling myself last week. And it was like Sunday afternoon in the bathtub. And I was like, oh my God, I know what it is. I know, like, I know what to do. And I was like, oh my God, that's one of the most recent times where I can pinpoint that where I was like, ah, that felt like that inner knowing or what, you know, I don't like that higher vibrational kind of tap in. Yes. And I find that not everybody experiences it that way, but I definitely relate to what you're saying for me. It'll just be this moment of clarity. Like, yes. oh yeah, I've got it now. I can yeah. see it. I understand it. <laughs> it's all there. And it literally happens in a flash. Whereas it, you know, if you if I write all of that down, it would take me 10 minutes, but it's just like, got it. <laughs> got it. Yeah. Like I can like be struggling with something for six months. And then all of a sudden one day I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. but I'm trying to let myself relax more into that and know that I can still have fun and the answers will come to me. Like I don't have to always constantly push, push, push to get there. Yes. So we live in a society that's overly in the masculine energy and, and overly in the intellect, right? So we have two parts to our nature, the intellect and the feeling. You could call it masculine and feminine energy. Everybody needs both and you need a balance of both, right? So our society teaches us to like push and drive and be in our head too much. So it's like you need that in order to receive the guidance from your feeling nature, which in other words is your intuition, really. Mm -hmm. You need to have those times of kind of stepping back and relaxing and receiving and being more receptive. And then when you get that message, then you can go back to the masculine energy and implement it. 
you know, yes. but if you just push, push, push all the time, there's no space for, you know, that receptivity. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, it only took me 40 years to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still a practice. It can be so ingrained. Yes. Um, speaking of pre-internet, no, I'm joking. Um, so how do you, so I, I have so many questions. I don't even know where to go, Melissa. I might need you to start guiding this interview. I'm just like, ah, so much good stuff. <laughs> so we're relaxing and we're tapping in through these four different ways. How do we know, like if, how do you, do you use your angels like for everyday like check-ins like in the morning are you like hey this is how i want to feel today what message can you bring me and then how do you like tap into signs like how do we know like sometimes so i know i keep talking about my grandmother but i remember like when she passed and i figured out my own little ritual and then i feel like there was like a sign that came up and i was like if you see this like this is her or like things would just happen out you know on my walks and stuff and like things would just like pop up. But then again, and this is probably uh, the masculine energy where I'm like overthinking where I'm like, is this a sign or am I making it up? Do I want it to be a sign? And like, I'm just constantly like in my head. And I feel like that's something that's really come up for me lately of really, really wanting to trust myself um, and know the difference between what feels real and what doesn't and not overthinking it. What's your best advice or your thoughts around like, is this a sign versus it's not a sign? Am I communicating or am I not for someone that's like probably just starting out or maybe just is like great that you had that bathtub moment, Katie, but it's never happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is a really common challenge. And I would say, you know, the thing that I help clients with when they first come to me is there's a lot of people who start to have a desire to have that spiritual connection and they want the support and guidance that can come from that, you know, to maybe have more clarity on your direction or your path for your purpose in life. And yet when you maybe start trying to connect, it's like, oh, am I making it up? You know, is this wrong? Did I really get the right answer? Is it just what I want to hear? And so the mind starts going crazy, right? And so that's just really because it's a new thing. And again, most people in their upbringing would had messages to not trust themselves. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember as, as spiritual as my mom was a little later on in my life, when I was little, both of my parents were not that way. So I remember things like, um, you know, Oh, there was a monster in my room or something feels uncomfortable. And I would told, no, that's just your imagination. It's not real. You're just making it up. Yeah. So we, if we hear that enough, we start to go, oh, well, that, you know, invalidated. I'm not, but you're really, your imagination is your power, is your intuition. Mm-hmm. So when you start trying to tap into it, it's kind of bumping up against all those messages that are still held in our subconscious of, no, that's wrong. You're making it up. You're crazy, whatever. And some people maybe who had a more religious upbringing, there really was a lot of like fear and judgment put on that in a pretty severe way so all of that stuff starts coming up and that's you know another thing that I do with people is just help them to overcome blockage areas and fear so but it's starting to really there's two things one is just to practice it more and more and I had to come to a point in my life where I said okay I'm just going to act as if 
act as if any intuitive message that I get is really true and not question it and actually just do something with it. And after a month or two of that, I didn't feel like I was practicing anymore because it just was so validating that I just started to have that habit of, okay, when I get a hunch, I'm going to acknowledge it and follow through, you know? Um, so as far as like, what's a sign, I mean, if it's a sign to you, it's a sign, but I like to really help people to have a more direct communication than that. I think mm. what starts to happen is that's that awakening stage that people have of like, oh, wow, that can't be a coincidence that I've seen. I don't know what it is, a penny. I, I moved into this apartment two years ago and all of a sudden there was like pennies in every room. I'm like, I am not walking around dropping pennies out of my wallet. And literally there was just like two or three pennies. I would just keep finding them all the time. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm getting chills in my legs as I say that. You know, I guess there is some kind of sign here that I'm in the right place, right? Because I went through a pretty challenging divorce. So to finally get into my own place was like a huge goal reached for me. Mm -hmm. um, so for whatever reason, I was getting that sign, you know? Um, That's awesome. And so I could say that to somebody else on that, oh, you're crazy. You're making that up. But I know to me it's real. So that's all that really matters, right? If it's a sign to you, then it's important and it's valid. And realizing that it's not really that the signs aren't real. It's just that part of you that um, is not in the habit of trusting, right? Mm. Trusting is really huge. So, but I help people to learn methods of, you know, you can ask a question and get an answer. You can ask for a message and get, you know, those responses in a practical way. And it doesn't require any outside tools like crystals or cards or anything. It's like you are energy and you can connect energetically because you are spirit too, mm -hmm. you know. So it's sort of that mindset shift around it as well. Can you give us like a quick example or like one quick tip on like how someone could start to get there, like helping people get like a little bit more direct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, again, the first step is to be relaxed. So um, if people want to learn a tool to just be more relaxed and connected, um, I have a video that they can go check out at communicatewithangels.com forward slash cleansing mm -hmm. and it's called the spiritual cleansing technique and it's just a way of okay now I've let go of that busy mind a little bit <laughs> and I'm present okay so once you've done that or whatever form of like relaxing cleansing you want to do is like taking some deep breaths a really simple way to start getting a message is just really really simple you're just going to close your eyes and you're going to say angels or guides give me one word okay mm -hmm. take a deep breath and relax and allow that word to come to your mind did you get a word I did did you <laughs> <laughs> I, I was too busy thinking about like am I thinking about this too hard to be honest oh, no. I was like oh my god I'm gonna do this in the morning <laughs> Yeah, it's so I actually got relaxed. So we're just talking about relaxing. So yeah, it's always a good one. Relax and patience and trust seem to be words that people mm. get over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it should just, if you are relaxed, right? If you're not in that thinking, thinking state, um, it should just come right in. 
you know, and so that is the clear audience gift or what Mm. I call the intuitive gift. And that is the inner voice, right? The still small voice inside. And that gift comes in pretty quickly. Usually it'll just be right there. Mm -hmm. And some, for some people it happens so quickly, they think it's not correct. So like, Oh, well that was just my mind, but they've already actually got the message. You know? Yes. That's what I was like. Do I even do this? Or do I trust myself to do this? Okay. I'm going to do this in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I literally was thinking while I was watching you do it. And I was like, okay, the key is just to whatever that first thing is come up like that is it and don't second guess it. I love that act as if like, I think that you just opened my mind up with that one. So just trust whatever that word is that comes up. Yeah. And it is a great thing to do in the morning because you can say, okay, angels, what is my keyword for today? Mm. And that word is sort of your reminder for that day, things to keep in mind or like your pivot point for the day. And then you can come to the end of the day. I like to journal, uh, but some people just do it by thinking it through or meditating. And you can say, okay, well, what did this word mean to me today? Why was it important? You know, so it's just a nice little tool to keep yourself kind of regrouped spiritually. I love that. So you kind of do like a afternoon session because I've been wanting to do something and I haven't done it yet. Um, is the segue between like when my workday ends and where my evening's going to begin. I keep telling myself that I want to do a little journal session there. So maybe I should like say, okay, what's the word? Cause I'm really good in the morning. Like I'm so good in the morning. I can journal all day in the morning. I love it. Um, but then throughout my day, I kind of, I'm doing a little bit better in the last couple of months, but I used to just let the day happen after, after that. Mm. I love that idea. Like what did that word mean to me today? Mm, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Simple and easy, and you can just do it. And that's my favorite kind of stuff. Just it's easier than we think, right? It really is very simple. A lot of times we'd like to make it way more complicated than it has to be, you know. And that's that that overthinking will come in too, where you've already got the message, it's right there, you know. And obviously you can expand that beyond a word, but that's a great way to start, you know, because if you can get that one word then you can expand it from there. Mm -hmm. I love this. Sometimes I'll have people do something like, okay, what is a challenge that you're going through in your life? Or what is something that you would like specifically like a message around? So maybe it's parenting, maybe it's your business, whatever. And then you can just get a word, two words, a phrase, and just start seeing, okay, what is the message that my angels are sharing with me? And it's absolutely fine to interpret that message yourself, to use your own common sense, your own intuition to say, okay, I think this is what they're wanting to communicate to me right now. Um, So because we have our own wisdom as well, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that when people are overly cautious of, oh no, it can't be me. I don't want to make it up. Sometimes they just block their own inspirations from coming through as well. So it's all good, you know? That's really good. I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. That's something that's really calling to me this year is to no matter what the feeling is, no matter what the question is to know that it's right if I'm having it and that 
even if it's going to lead me down something that doesn't feel good, that I'm still will learn something out of it and I can always come back from it. And like, I'm not, I'm not messing up. I'm not failing at anything. It's all part of the journey. Yes. So one of the things we say is a soul moves by desire. Mm. So if you have a desire for something, there's something in it for you. Well, you wouldn't have that desire in the first place. Right. So that kind of gives you your direction. And what we're really talking about here is getting back in touch with your feeling nature rather than the intellectual nature. Right. So the the intellectual nature is the logical, analyzing, dissecting, proving part of us. Mm -hmm. And we do need that because it gets up, it gets stuff done. Right. (laughs) Gets us where we need to be. Um, But the feeling nature is really where the true power lies. So people are trying to have their power through their intellect. They're just going to get more and more and more stuck and confused. And a lot of people are living that way all the time. So the feeling nature is really where the power is. And this is your desires, your experiences, your hunches, your intuition, your growth. Um, So that's what, you know, came to me from your comment. It's like, okay, like at the moment, I'm getting inspirations for a new two new programs, one retreat and one new like group program for my business, a new brand, a new name. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how am I going to implement all of this? <laughs> but I I feel I've got it from my feeling nature. And then so my strongest gift is visionary of mm-hmm. those four. That's one of the things I do when I work with one-on-one and in my online course as well. You can actually have a session where you learn which one is the strongest for you. Um, So my strongest is visionary. So I'm starting to see visions of what this is going to look like and kind of that, that next step. So that is what's pulling me forward right now. It's not, okay, my business coach said this, so this is what I've got to do. I've got to stick to the plan, right? The, the inspiration and the desire and the visions that are coming to me are the, what you say, the, the outcome, the goal needs to be formed from that. And then my intellect can come in and say, okay, well, how are we going to implement this? Right? Okay, well, maybe you need a new website. Maybe you need to, you know, all those little things and tasks mm-hmm. that we need to do in our business. But if you try to figure it out from your head, you know, it's always going to have that feeling of spinning your wheels. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. Like you are speaking my love language right now. I knew I was (laughs) super excited to talk to you for a reason. Oh, so good. Um, Can you, I have so many other questions I want to ask, but real quick, you mentioned like the four different ways and you help people tap into that. Can you start to discern what those people's gifts are before they even do just by the things that they say to you? Yeah. I mean, I've been working with this for a long time now, so you kind of can get a sense. And so each of the four gifts also has sort of personality traits associated Mm -hmm. with it. Now, just from, I really, I never want to make an assumption, right? Because I could look at somebody and go, oh yeah, they're probably a feeler because of blah, blah, blah. But sometimes when I actually work, when I work with them as a client, I'm, I am in that moment getting out of my own way and just really asking my angels to talk to their angels and get it. And sometimes it's actually different than what you think because people start acting in a certain way to maybe fit in or please their parent or whatever. Right. So your first gift is your inner guidance. It's your first impressions. Okay. Um, And then the second gift will usually be pretty prominent as well. So my second one is prophecy, which is inner knowing. Mm -hmm. So for me with visionary prophetic, 
I see the picture and then if that picture is clear, I just know what's right for me. And the prophetic part also can sense the future and know what's coming. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm experiencing with all these new plans for the business. So it's taken me like three years to get this clarity. <laughs> so it's all in my head right now, but I can see, okay, this is how I'm going to implement it over probably the whole year of 2022. Um, Amazing. The other ones are feeling. So that's somebody that primarily feels things. So you'll, you might even hear people say, I feel, if they're a feeler. Um, intuitive is more somebody who's more factual and direct mm-hmm. and they're a clear audience. So they need to understand. Um, the prophetic is I know and then the visionary is I see. Mm, I feel like I'm a feel. I have no idea, but I feel like I'm a feeler or the clear audience. That was my gut feeling. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see um let's talk about i have i know the time is like blowing by i'm like jesus has it already been that long i have so many (laughs) questions this stuff is so juicy to me i just love it because like you said it's not something that i feel like people talk about all the time but it's something i've always been interested in since i was a kid like this other realm of things that like, I just didn't feel like I had enough um, access to. And like you said, pre-internet, I couldn't just go Google my questions. Right. <laughs> oh, exactly. So I love this stuff so much. Um, let's talk real quick about business. So right after I had met you and I started following you on social and stuff, and then I was like, oh my gosh, she does YouTube videos. So I started watching a couple of those and I was like, oh, this is just so good. And you did one YouTube video on like how to use your angels in your business. And it was like a couple of like three to five, I can't remember exactly points. And I was like, that is so good. And I know it's about business, but I feel like it was really just like big decision making or anytime you really just something that's important that could be life changing, whatever that is to tap in. Can we talk about that for a few minutes? Like, where do you really see this coming up? Like in a business aspect? Yeah. Well, and like you say, it can be implemented into other areas of life as well. Um, But there are some ways that I have worked with my angels in making business decisions that has been really, really helpful. Because um, when I ask my angels specific questions, it's often when I am in a place of indecision. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know which way to turn. I don't know what the highest priority is etc. So um, one of the things that you can ask about that's really helpful is timing. So when is the best time, you know, to do this particular project or especially if it's an event that you need to schedule a date for, you can get really clear about when is the best time for that in order to reach my goal. And the thing is with asking your angels questions um, is you need to be really clear about what you really want. So don't just say, well, should I do this? Or, you know, should kind of implies that there's this right or wrong answer out there somewhere. And there's really no such thing as right and wrong, right? It's all experiences. Like you said before, you're going to learn something from whatever you do. Mm -hmm. So first be clear about what you really want. And it was interesting. Um, I've run retreats with two of my friends slash colleagues who have, you know, worked with us in the similar way that I do. And we had an experience one time where two of us thought the goal was to have as many people attend the workshop as possible. One person thought the goal was 
you know, we want to charge a little bit more and have this be a really high-end experience and only like so many people. So because we were asking about different goals without realizing that was happening, we got different answers from our angels. We're like, mm. oh no, what happened? Yeah. Right. And then when we talked it through, we realized, oh, it's because we need to be, be on the same page about what you really want. So what is that outcome that you're looking for? So one thing I talk about is that the what is your job. The how is your angel's job. So it's like you have a 50-50 relationship with them. And if you don't know what you want or what your goal is, it's going to be very hard for them to tell you what the steps are to get there. It's like if you programmed your GPS and said, just take me there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what the address is, but just get me there. You can't do that. You've got to put in the very, very specific address of where your end destination is. And then the GPS gives you the step-by-step directions. So it's a great analogy for how you work with your angels. Be really clear about what your goal is. is And then they can help you with the timing. What's the first step? What's the highest priority to reach my goal? And those kind of things. So I have to ask, if I'm like, when should I do this workshop? Is my angel going to give me like a date (laughs) or a roundabout (laughs) time? Because I need specifics. (laughs) Yes. Well, you just said should then. I don't know if you realized you did that. <laughs> I, did I tried to not say that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Like, so it's a workshop. All right. My goal is to have 20 people attend um, paying $200 each. Okay, great. So in your opinion, when is the best time to schedule this workshop in order to reach my goal? And this is, you know, not something I'd share on a podcast. It's like a, a technique that I train people in yeah. so that they can get very direct answers. So you can be that direct in your ask. Yeah, you need to be okay. really, really specific. Like the GPS. Right? Then Got you're it. going to get a specific answer. Yeah. Okay. And people are surprised because they don't realize that it's that granular, but it really can be because you can get so much clarity. And the reason that it's helpful is because they can see things that we can't see. Mm. So timing is a big one of those, right? If people have ever had the experience of, wow, I really thought this thing wasn't going to work out. And then just when I was about to give up, it showed up out of the blue. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing our angels can see that timing when we can't see it for ourselves. So, and there's so many factors at play in that as well. What's going on in the environment, you know, what's going on with the energy trends, Mm. right now we're recording this in January even though there's this cliche of new year new you set your goals this past couple weeks to me has been really really like slow down you know reflect it's that kind of an energy right now so it may not be the best timing in the environment to like you know run a class because people aren't kind of in that mode and yet when the energy changes in a month or two everybody will suddenly want to go out. It's like we have these trends and energies moving in and out of our environment as well. That's so funny. I feel the same way. Like this is the first year that I didn't feel like, oh, time to start rocking and rolling. Like last week, it still felt like a vacation week to me. Almost. I didn't. I had plans, of course, and they started. I really clearly started to see that they weren't going to happen. And I didn't even care. I was like, okay, cool. Well, when it's time to pick those things back up, I'll pick them back up and I'm just going to do what I can do. 
and it still very much feels like kind of slow and easy and like my focus still very much is on my home life and not my business yeah really unique I haven't ever felt that yeah I feel the same way and we had snow days and Mm -hmm. yeah all sorts of weird things happening so it's just like okay just flow with what's happening right now. But if I get too much in that, because my tendency can be to be a workaholic. I've come a long, long way. But (laughs) if I get in that mode where it's like it's in my head, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not getting enough done during the day. But instead of that, you've just got to flow with what's present in the energy. And it's amazing how this has been my experience. I never get sales when I'm sitting at my desk. It's always when I'm off doing something else, maybe hanging out with my boyfriend, playing with my kid, and then all of a sudden I come back to my desk. Oh, great. Yeah. So there's something about that letting go and relaxing. You need that to receive the abundance. I don't know. Yes. No, I completely agree. <laughs> I, it, and not until I would say like the last couple of months did I really understand that or start to really see that. I was like, oh, because I was definitely of that pre-internet camp of you work really, really hard and then you get, you see the things and that I've not seen that translate into my business at all. And I mean, that's not why I started my business, but I was, but you have to unlearn those things, right? That's years and years of people teaching me that. And I was like, no, the weirdest thing is I get my best ideas. I, the off chance meetings, the like rent, you know, the things that just come and you're like, oh, okay, that's how this works. I see. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought about this as like going to a conference like we went to. I will always just use my intuition to go, okay, who do I need to talk to? That's really gonna, not, not in a way of like, oh, I want a client. I never go in with that, but it's like, I'll just kind of scan the room and follow my intuition to who do I'm going to connect with and where I need to be Mm -hmm. to have that, you know, that abundance show up, the being in the right place at the right time. So, yeah, I love that. I know because it's funny because I, I can d- distinctly remember the moment. Like, I think we had already talked a little bit, but then when you started talking, but we didn't really talk about like what we did or anything. We just talked. And then when we were in that room, and I was like, just like my, it was like a full body like turn. I can just like visualize it in my head. I was like, I am going to talk to her again. <laughs> like, there's something so here that was just so amazing and just like, it's like a magnet, almost like a pool, like an energy pool from that way. I was like, oh, there's something there. Like whether it's something to learn, something to experience, like there's definitely something there. That's so cool. I love that so much. Any other business things? I have a couple more questions um, for you before I let you go. Was there any other like hot tips for business or big decisions in life or any other amazing things that you want to make sure that we covered before I ask you a couple of other yeah, questions? Yeah, I mean, I could talk all day. But the one thing <laughs> that, that is kind of coming to me to share is this aspect of your unique life purpose, right? That we did not come here to suffer. We did not come here to, you know, go to a job that we hate every day just to pay the bills. So it's like, if you have taken that leap to have your own business. I mean, that takes a lot of courage. And I think it's really key to as much as you can, like follow what brings you fulfillment, mm-hmm. follow what, how you really want to be of service to people, you know, and um, so that you, are, you can fulfill your life purpose through your business as the avenue. 
I don't think your job is your your life purpose, but it can be an avenue, a means to an end to be of service to people. And you'll know you're living your purpose if you feel fulfilled and if you have more ups than downs, right? Mm -hmm. We all have challenges. We all have down days. But if you're having more downs than ups, it's time to kind of take a look within and say, how can I course correct? What do I need to move toward that's going to bring me more fulfillment? I know about last summer, I went through this stage of, I really was not liking my business and that is unheard of for me. So I really took that as a sign of, okay, I need to do some some inner reflection here, what's going on. And I realized it was because I was putting too much emphasis on this this area of business of just like doing marketing and Mm -hmm. putting out courses when really what I love to do is talk to people. So why am I doing just an online course where I don't talk to people? Like that wasn't fun after a while, you know? So it's like learning, taking, there's a lot of great help out there. There's a lot of good wisdom that you can learn from business trainings, et cetera. And then you've got to filter that of what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Because the more that you're living in your strengths, right? And the things that light you up energetically, then you're going to be motivated and you're going to naturally attract those people to you that you're here to be of service with. Mm. I think everybody needs to hear that all the time. That reminder, like every day, that was really, really heavy for me at the end of 2021. I was like, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels on some marketing stuff because someone told me I should. And Mm -hmm. while I may be good at it, I'm not great at it. And it's not what I love to do. And it's not how I really see my business running. But I wasn't in, that in touch with myself yet to know that. So, so powerful. Um, and that's why I love your energy and like your message about at the, every time I hear you talk at the end, it's always about how do I bring it back to myself? How do I trust myself more? How do I build confidence in myself? Like when you had said, act as if, I mean, that was it. That That's the one thing I will always remember from this interview. It's like, if I act as if everything, like tomorrow when I do that and my word comes up, I just act like whatever the word is, like that's it. And I just feel into it in the day. And then if I do that or any piece of this for a couple of months, like that's how I build the, convers- the confidence in myself is literally letting myself trust myself enough to Yeah. That's what I say. Like when I am working with a one-on-one client and I'm teaching them, you know, how to ask direct questions, et cetera. And sometimes people will say, yeah, but how do I know if I didn't just make that up? Mm-hmm. And I say, you know what? <laughs> You're going to drive yourself crazy if you keep having that thought. Like you just, at some point, are going to have to let it go and just try trusting and see what, what happens, right? You notice it and you notice the doubt. And then you say, okay, but what's stronger? And this is why I think getting in touch with your feelings is so powerful because, if you're really having trouble making a decision and you're still not even trusting your guidance, you can always come back to, okay, what is the strongest feeling for me, right? Mm -hmm. On a feeling level, not up here, right? On a feeling level, does this choice feel more aligned and fun and light and happy and free or does this choice, right? And there's usually one that feels more pressured and one that feels more expansive, Mm-hmm. And you just practice going with that because, you know, energy, we, we're we so in touch with energy but not realizing it. And sometimes it just takes taking a step back and going, okay, what does this energy feel like and what does that energy feel like? Mm-hmm. And just choose the one that's more feels more good, even if it doesn't make sense. Because sometimes <laughs> feeling and intuition is not logical. 
Yes. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I, if like intuition is my big gift, but there's been a couple of key points in my life where I've gotten like the, you know, the knock on the head kind of intuition where if you went against it, like you couldn't go against it because you feel it so deeply and it just didn't make sense. And it was, we were, we were thinking about moving and I got just clear as day. I was standing in the hallway with a real estate agent and I was like, guess what? Um, I don't know why, but we're not moving. Like I just got this. And I was like, I don't know why we're just not. And I'm so grateful because six months later, 2020 hits, I lose my job, like all of the things that we would have moved. It just wasn't the right thing to do. But in that moment where like, we've been looking at houses, you know, like we're putting our house in the market. We were like so far into it already. And it felt like, oh my God, can I really pull the plug on this? You know, but I did, yeah, it it did it make sense. but it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. Cause you feel irresponsible for not following through on your plan, but yes. your gut feeling it's telling you otherwise. Yeah. And it was so strong. And then I was funny. And that's for me, I always remember that moment. Cause I was still in the first moments. I think I really, really listened to myself and went against like, you know, all these people are involved and like all these things. And it's funny. Cause I went to my husband and he was like, Oh, thank God. I was like, it felt like that. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. This has been so amazing. I could literally just keep talking to you. Like, I feel like this has been the quickest hour of my life. I have two quick questions for you before I let you go. Um, I asked all my favorite ladies who are just like living out their biggest, most expansive life. What's your favorite resource? Like what's something that like just gets you going every day? It can be angels. It cannot be angels. It can be anything. Is there like a book that you recommend, a podcast, a anything that just like you love that just like gets you going? Oh, there's really, I'm like, is it this, is it this, is this? Like, yeah. a I, you know, I actually am going to say working out, exercising. Like I cannot start my day without that. I can, sometimes I do, sometimes I skip it, but I've gotten to this point now where like moving my body in the morning is such an important pivot point for me to just feel like balanced. And I think that's kind of part of that feminine and masculine energy thing we're talking about because to be more in your feminine is more like embodied and out of, out Mm -hmm. of the head. So I love yoga and I love, um, exercise. So I, I think that's a really good answer. I've just told my yeah. husband yesterday, I said, I think I'm one of those people now who likes to work out. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. thought I'd say that. <laughs> and I've been liking to dance, like dance cardio, because that's something I never gave myself permission to just like be that free with my body. And like, yeah. no one's looking, no one's watching because it's five o'clock in the morning and I can just do it. And it doesn't matter if I look dumb or not. It's the most freeing thing I've done in so long. I talk about it all the time now. Yeah. That was a big thing for me when I got divorced, because in previous years before that, I had like, I'd lost myself and I'd become very restrained. So just like putting on the music and dancing and I don't care. I do it in front of people now. I'm like, whatever, this is me. You know, that's what I told my husband. I was like, a couple more weeks, I'm probably going to do it in front of you. But <laughs> right now I'm locking myself in the bedroom while I'm doing this dance cardio, making the stallion over here by myself. <laughs> it's a great way to get you back on your feelings. So yes, I love yeah. it. And then last but not least, you know, I have to ask, what's your favorite thing to wear or adorn your body with when you are doing something, you know, maybe 
a little scary, making a big decision or going to a conference or giving a presentation, just something that's a little out of your everyday comfort zone? Mm-hmm. Um, I have really been loving earrings lately. Like the, even these hoops would be a few years from me ago, I would never have worn them, you know, and would look teeny weeny ones. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like part of just, yes, this is me. And I don't know, I love wearing boots. It's, that's the only nice thing about this cold time of year is like knee high boots, over the knee boots. There's just something really fun and sexy about them. Yes, I love yeah. knee high over the knee boots. You're so right. I haven't even busted mine out because I've still been in like little booties and things like that. That is fun. Nothing like a good pair of boots and earrings to make you feel yeah. like you can take over the world. I love it. Well, Melissa, this has been amazing. So, so amazing. I'm so grateful that you carved out some time to come on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Yes, thank you. Thank you.